Yes. So that, my that my friends, is a man. His name is Jit. Uh, he is from South Africa. And um, what's cool about Jit, he even said it this morning, is uh, Jit actually came to camp here uh, when he was a kid, when he was in high school. And he said... Um, What's cool is that while he was here, he recognized that the call for his life as a believer is to share the good news with other people. And uh, I'm here to tell you this morning that that call is not just unique to JIT, but to every single one of us that calls ourselves believers. That if you say you are a Christian, that you are a follower of Christ, then it is your responsibility to share the good news of Christ. And um, what I love about Jay is, yes, he he was all the way over in South Africa sharing the good news, but something that he says in that is that he recognized the need for the gospel in his own backyard. It's where he's from. That's where he lived. It's where he grew up. And he said, man, I recognized when I was at camp that my people back, the people back home need Jesus too. And so often we have this idea of missions, that uh, missions is reserved for missionaries who, who go into other countries, who fly across the world, who go into these really hard places, and it's their job to share the good news. But, again, that's not just true. That every single one of us is called to share the good news of Christ, wherever it is that we are. You don't have to just be a missionary in a faraway country but you can do it right in your very own homes. In fact, many of us have brothers, sisters, maybe even parents that don't know who God is. And you live with them. Maybe it's people on your sports team or in your class at school or whatever it is. And it's our responsibility to share. And you might ask, well, Harrison, where, where is that true? And it's something that even he talked about. It's in Matthew 28, something that it's called the Great Commission. If you grew up in the church or if you hung around camp long enough, you've probably heard it. And it's Jesus' last world words to his disciples before he leaves. It's Matthew 28, starting in verse 19. Or let's go start in verse 18. It says, Jesus came to them and said, or Jesus came and said to them, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you. He says, and behold, I am with you always to the end of the age. Guys, this wasn't just something that was said just to the disciples, but it's something that is true for me and for you today. And again, if you say you follow God, if you say that you are a Christian, then this verse is for you. And what's great about it is that it starts off and Jesus says, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Saying that he, he rules over heaven and he rules over earth. And so he's sending us in that same authority that he has. He's saying, if you, are in, if you are with me, then this authority is yours. And he ends and he says, behold, I am with you always, even to the end of the age, as you do these things. And just a, a misconception that I want to I address as, as we're here this morning is, so often at camp I hear, I hear students say, well, Harrison, I'm too young. Or... I'm not good enough to share the gospel, or I don't know enough about the Bible, or I'm not a pastor, I'm not a preacher, I'm not my parents, I don't, I, I don't know how to tell people, or I'm not old enough or smart enough or whatever it is. And friends, what I'm here to tell you is that Matthew 28 doesn't say if you're old enough or if you're smart enough or if you're wise enough or if you're a preacher, go and make disciples of all nations. There's no prerequisites, meaning there's nothing you have to do beforehand 
to share the gospel with someone. Jesus just commands you to do it regardless of whatever life stage you're in, regardless of where you live, regardless of what your home life is, regardless of how long you've been a Christian. It doesn't say if you meet requirements A, B, and C, then you do this. He just says, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Go, therefore, and make disciples. The only requirement to be used by God is that you are a follower of Christ and that you are obedient and say, God, I am willing to go. Use me how you would like to. You saw Jit, and he said, you know, we were, we were a group of young, of young kids, and we had one truck and no resources, but we had passion because we knew that people around us didn't know who God was, and they needed to know. They didn't say, God, we're not old enough. They didn't say, God, we don't have enough money, or we don't have the resources to do it. Because you don't need the money. You don't need the resources. Because remember, the authority has been given to us by Christ already. And he says, and I am with you. And that is all that we need. That's a powerful thing. And again, so many students that I talk to, they say, well, I'm just in junior high. The world doesn't see me as smart or intelligent. And I'm here to tell you this morning, that's a great thing. Because what do we see in Scripture? It says that God uses what is weak in the eyes of the world to shame the strong. And God uses what is foolish in the eyes of the world to shame the wise. Man, if that's not encouraging to to me and you guys this morning, I don't know what is because I'll tell you this. People look at junior hires and think you guys are fools. But God says, I use the fools. And I use them to shame the wise. Because the authority is mine, not theirs. Something you saw yesterday morning uh, in here is we, we saw the story of Mittens the cat. And she was that, that last character that came up and said that she talked to God, or she was talking to Jesus at the well. And at the time, she didn't know it was Jesus. She talks about this living water like Chris talked about last night. And all of a sudden, he says, man, if you knew who you're talking to, you would ask me for living water. And I would give it to you. And she starts asking more questions and asking about who he is. And eventually he says that he is the Messiah. He tells her who, she, who he is. And remember again, as Chris was talking last night, how he was saying that, that Jesus wouldn't hang out with a Samaritan woman or they're, they're polar opposites. Remember how he was saying that no one would want to have been a Samaritan woman at that time. And then especially her because everyone in her hometown knew that she was a sinner. Remember how we talked about that last night? How she was the lowest of the low in her time period. People did not like her. People did not want to associate themselves with her. And yet Jesus said, I know her. And Jesus knew that she needed the good news. And then what's even even cooler about that story is Jesus then uses that woman to share his good news with other people. He tells her to go back into her hometown and people people start noticing her. And asking questions, and we'll go back into John 4. Give me a second to turn there. And John 4, after she goes back home and she starts telling everyone about her interaction with Jesus, what he told her. And I love this, this passage, John 4, 39. It says that many Samaritans from that town believed in him because of the woman's testimony. One of the most unlikely people 
in that day and age. Jesus used her to share his good news, and it says that many people believed. If anyone had an excuse to not go back to the very people that knew her the best, it was her. She was an outcast. Everyone hated her. They looked down upon her. And Jesus used her to what she then went back into her hometown and told many of what Jesus had done. And it says that many believed because of the woman's testimony. This, uh, this, this word testimony, again, you hear it thrown around all the time um, in Scripture. You hear it thrown around all the time in the church. What is, t- what is a testimony? Well, it's something you've been seeing these witnesses do uh, all week. Uh, in a court case, it's them saying, hey, this is the truth of what I experienced. This is, I am telling you what is true because I saw it with my own life. When we talk about it in, in regards to a Christian, we say, what's your testimony? All right here, because of the woman's testimony, when you break it down, what it is, is how God has changed your life. What God is teaching you. And this woman's testimony was about her interaction with Jesus. It's that many believed. And friends, I'm here to tell you this morning that if you are in Christ, you have a testimony. And that testimony is a powerful thing. Because we see in Scripture that if you are apart from Christ, you are a child of wrath, you're a child of darkness, or what we even talked about night one with Chris, you are an enemy of God. But if you are in Christ, you are a child of God, a child of the light. And that transformation from, from death or an enemy to a son or a daughter is truly a miracle. And if you, if you have that transformation, you have a miracle in your very own life that you can use to share the good news of Christ with someone else. It's simple. You just tell them, this is how God has changed my life. And that is a powerful tool as you even just saw in John 4, verse 39, that many believed because of the woman's testimony. You don't have to know a ton of scripture Now, I'm not saying you shouldn't know a ton of Scripture. Knowing Scripture is an awesome thing, and we all should be reading our Bibles and learning Scripture and hiding God's Word in our heart. But friends, the easiest way to share the good news of Christ with someone else is by pulling them aside and saying, hey, can I tell you how God has changed my life? And that's a powerful thing. Remember, no prerequisites. If there were, Jesus wouldn't have been able to use the Samaritan woman. He had talked to her maybe an hour before She was the worst of the worst when it comes to sinners in her hometown. She was the lowest of the low and the outcast. She wasn't the most popular. She wasn't the smartest. She wasn't a Christian for the longest time. Her life had been changed by Jesus. And the only thing she could do was be obedient and say, I'm going to tell other people about what, what God did in my very own life. And the result is powerful. Not because of who the woman is. Not because of the things that she had done. But because again... All authority and on heaven and on earth was given to us through Jesus Christ and he is with us always. And friends, you possess that same power. And so my encouragement to you today and in your life is go back home. Who are the people in your life that you know don't know Jesus that need to know him? So many of us are afraid to share our faith because we're afraid that we're not smart enough or articulate enough to to share it. But again, God uses what is foolish and God uses what is weak in the eyes of the world to shame the wise and to shame the strong. You guys can all do it. You all have that power. You all have the authority in Christ to do these things. 
So this morning we're gonna we're gonna break out of here. We're gonna go. You guys are gonna go back to your cabins or meet with your counselor, and we're gonna go into cabin time. I want you guys to discuss a few things this morning. Start start discussing sin. What are the sins in your life that are that are holding you back? What are these things that are separating you from Christ in your life? And then, man, who are those people in your life that you know need Jesus? That that you can talk to. Or maybe you take some time this morning, you guys share your testimonies with another. Sharing your testimony isn't just a time to, to share with non-believers, but to share with believers because it is an encouraging thing as we get to tell other people, this is how God has saved me. And hearing, hearing how your counselors are saved, hearing how your friends are saved is an awesome thing because our God is a big God and he's uniquely brought each and every, a bunch of us back to him in our own unique way, in our own unique story. And so I encourage you guys, share your testimonies with your friends, share them with your counselors, with your youth pastors. Because not only is it a way to share the good news with other people, but it's a way in which, again, we can rejoice and praise God for our friends' lives and how he has saved them. And it should be an encouragement to you and to me as well. I love you guys. Um, Let me pray. And then you guys, again, you're going to break out with your cabin, and you guys will go into some cabin time this morning. Lord, I thank you for today. I thank you for these students. Lord, I thank you more for your word. Lord, and I ask that this morning that you would just place a conviction on the hearts of many people this morning in this room. Lord, who are the people in our lives that don't know you? Maybe that's our brothers or our sisters, our moms, our dads, our our teachers, our teammates, our cousins, our classmates. God, I know that everyone here knows people that don't know you. So would you give them a conviction to share your good news? Lord, would you give them a passion to do so? Lord, again, would we, would we recognize it is not us, but it is you through us that has power, that has authority. The gospel is a life-changing thing and that people need to hear it. So God, would you give these people, would you give them courage to share your news this morning? God, there is power in your word. Would we rest in that? We love you and we praise things in your name. Amen.